0: What's going on, Trophy Kids? we got an awesome show here for you today. We are talking UFC 259, almost exclusively, breaking down every fight. It's a good one. And then we're going to talk a little J.J. Watt, a little news in the NFL. Let's go. And welcome Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is March the 5th, Friday. We have got an absolute banger this weekend with UFC 259, so we had to bring on good friend Michael. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm giddy. I'm giddy about this weekend. Legitimately, like, giddy is the word I'm going to use to describe it. Not a word I throw around lightly. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> giddy is appropriate. We're going to get right into it. We're talking UFC 259. It's it's the premier show this weekend. It is worth the price of admission. I know we've talked back and forth sometimes. You get some of these cards where, like, because the UFC has upped its price. Like, do I really want to spend 70 bucks on this card? This card is worth every penny in the bunch You got three title fights. All five fights are good. You got Dominic Cruz on the undercard in the prelims for your free fight. Who, legend of the game. Yes, probably a little old and washed, but still an energizer bunny from hell when he's out there, and just a fun watch. Like it is stacked top to bottom. This card.
1: Yeah, it's awesome, and like you said, it's the perfect weekend for it because we have hockey this weekend, but we basically don't have NBA. They, you know, we can watch the dunk contest without Zion Williamson. No, I'll pass on that. Uh, So it's the perfect weekend to just have some fights i know like you said it's it's a little pricey but i think it would be worth it this weekend well it's just it's just there's it's not a big sports weekend outside of the outside of 259
0: exactly and the way i look at it like this is a pay-per-view like back in the day where you probably like have your buddies over order it together like have a little bit of a party covid makes that a little bit harder but like most people in america like what the fuck are you doing on saturday you're not going out like you're not going to dinner just price it in as like what you would spend on a night out. Like if you were to go out and buy dinner or order in and then go out to a bar or something, you're going to spend, Oh yeah. Drop money on it. So it's like, just treat it like that or have a buddy or two over safely and uh, watch the fights because it is, it's an awesome card. Um, the UFC did a, this whole m- month of March is really what I was going to. Cause you got one on the back end for my birthday weekend where it's also going to be priced to the mission, but we're going to focus on just this one. Let's just start off with the top. The banger at top, light heavyweight division, Israel Adesanya versus Jan Bolshevik. I probably pronounced his last name wrong. I'm terrible with That's names. That's fine. Light heavyweight <laughs> championship, 205. Style Bender is bumping up from 185, but he is yeah. not putting on the weight, he said. He said he's just going to fight where he would normally fight, which seems crazy. How are you feeling about this?
1: Um, you know... It seems crazy. That he's not going up in weight, um, like he said. But you know, maybe he could use that to his to his advantage. Um, he, he's gonna need to keep his distance because I mean, Jan is a big striker and he lands a lot of punches, especially to the noggin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he kind of has this style where he he kind of he he does this walking forward punching, almost like it reminds me of like Fedor. It's really weird. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but Israel, man, he's you know he could use he could use the lighter frame to his advantage he's a freak athlete he's quick definitely needs to use the quickness avoid the big strikes he does a lot of he kind of does like a lot of wide movement which i kind of feel like sets him up for just his ridiculous leg kicks he also like throws punches while kicking and it like it's almost like the guy he's fighting like doesn't see the kick coming because he sees a punch coming i mean he's a he's a freak and it, it i I'm a little, you know, this is this is a different podcast. Um, this is for another time. But I'm a little less worried about him than I am maybe about someone like John Jones really going up. Um, you know, even though I think he's the greatest fighter ever. But I, I'm a that's for another podcast. I'm i I'm I'm less worried about the weight difference for this fight.
0: Don't worry, we're going to get to John Jones at some point here because we got at the end of March, the heavyweight championship, and Dana's already said, whoever the winner of that is, is getting John right afterwards, which I have yeah. thoughts about as well. And I agree, that weight change is going to be interesting. Weight jumps are always interesting because you, when you have a guy coming down in weight class, it's like, all right, is he depleting himself too much? Is he really going to be able to kind of generate the same power if you drop a weight class? When you go up a weight class, it's like, all right, are you going to be a little sluggish? Like you saw it with Conor when he jumped up to fight Neat Diaz that first time. Like, he looked was sluggish. That weight really wore on him. His cardio was down. Um, but is just saying, fuck it, I'm going to fight in my normal walking around weight, which seems crazy, but it sets up that kind of, like, David versus Goliath, like, big, po- the Polish power hammer, they call him, and Jan, who is, like, looking to like, knock your lights out. Like, he is not a guy who's looking to get a high velocity of strikes in. He's looking for the big knockout punch. He's looking to just brutalize you, like he did with Dominic Reyes' last fight, um, where he just, I mean, his Reyes' nose was going... Oh. But turned coat on him, as Pat McAfee might say, and decided to switch teams. Um wanted to be on the back of his face instead of the front. And he just and the the side of him when he was throwing those leg kicks, you could just see it immediately welting up. Like the power he generates is that's the concern. Like Izzy has made this weight jump. In kickboxing and boxing in his previous career, when he was a, a bo- when he was fighting in boxing championships and kickboxing, he did make a heavyweight he made a heavyweight jump in both yeah. of those. So he's made a jump before, but in the UFC it's a little different. Obviously, you're mixing everything in. The power you got to wonder if he's going to be able to survive some of those shots, but the speed kills, man. I mean, he's got he's like a cobra. He can be in and out, like you said, his stance. Creates a huge problem because he automatically right away is one of the best, if not the best. There's a real argument for that striker in the entire UFC roster. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant with it, but it's so hard to figure out what he's about to throw or how. He, and the way he sets up a kick or a punch by using the using a kick to then set up a counter punch is <laughs> Chef Boyd beautiful. beautiful. Um, it's weird, man. The odds from a betting standpoint, I one I hate betting UFC because it's just like. Oh. Everybody has a puncher's chance, but especially in this one where it's like, is is style bender the better fighter? Yes, like I would say he's technically the better mixed martial artist. But yeah, I mean Jan gets one punch and he's dead. Like I don't, I can't, right. I can't bet that on. I can't take that risk. I'd rather take the plus eighty five money and just give him the puncher's chance because he's got an insane hook and an uppercut that fucking rocks people. Look at that fight against
1: Luke Rockhold, knocked him out clean with an uppercut. Yeah, totally agree. It Just I, I think Israel will probably win, but uh, um, I mean, I'm not gonna take him at. I'm seeing minus two thirty. It just it's it's the value is not there. Especially, I mean, like you said, just one connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he could be out. And I know everyone always likes to bring up, you know, will they generate? You know, going up weight class, can they generate enough power to knock someone out? I think he can. I, yeah. I know i know cormier and john jones were going back and forth on twitter and i'm sure cormier was kind of trolling him last night when he was saying he's not gonna be able to knock anyone out because he's going up in weight. i don't necessarily believe that these guys are pros they throw they throw haymakers you take one of the chin i i think either one can knock either one out yes. but just with the value and just the, i'm plus 185 you gotta go with yawn
0: well the other thing too is like like his gas style vendor's gas tank is gonna be way better here because he's like he's the lighter guy. He's not putting on a ton of poundage, like he's gonna have a higher gas tank. So it's not even like is he gonna knock him out in the first round? No, I don't think so. But like that, even if he isn't generating insane power, if that's like if you're gonna buy into that argument, which I'm not buying in, I'm with you. I think he's gonna be able to generate just enough power, but just for like the sake of argument, if that's your argument. By round three, four, if they're going there, just the pure kind of energy of the fight wearing on you it doesn't take an enormous shot to knock somebody out when you're just drained which i have a feeling if it's going four rounds five r- if it goes to the fifth round which i don't think it will but if it goes there Yan it's not going to take a huge blow for to drop Jan potentially there but he does have an insane chin and he is he's from poland those are some hardy oh, motherfuckers up there
1: not dude he's <laughs> yes so gnarly <laughs> like i'm gonna
0: say with peter yan but that's a different type of white people <laughs> guys like this is it's a different type of white person up there um, and it is he's just a gnarly dude so would i bet style bender i think is gonna win the fight like if you're asking me who's winning the fight him if you're asking me who i'm betting i ain't betting him because it just it makes zero sense value wise
1: completely agree totally agree with that exactly what you said
0: the other one, which is a be- the next one, Amanda Nunez versus Megan Anderson. Like, talk about betting
1: odds that are just way out
0: of whack. But rightfully so. I understand them, <laughs> 100% understand them. You have yeah. an Amanda Nunez, which is, I think, kind of the known fact around. You know, the UFC's only had four fighters hold two belts at the same time in two different weight classes. But Nunez is the only one to defend both belts at the same time. She is the most dominant fighter probably ever like as uh, imposing her will nobody on the roster can do it where are you standing on where this fight might go and does megan maybe do something here
1: megan has a chance if she can get it to the ground um that's her only chance but even then i don't give her much of a chance i mean nunez has she's the like you said, probably the most successful fighter in the UFC. I mean, she's the greatest woman fighter in the UFC. She's won 10 straight. She's beat every big name, Misha Tate, Rousey. She beat Holly Holm. I mean, she's just beat everyone and pretty easily.
0: Yep. <laughs> um, yep. And it's not like she's the same style fighter too. It's like you throw in y- or, um, Ronda, an amazing grappler beats her. You have Holly Holmes in there, amazing striker beats her. Like, it doesn't matter the style. She just keeps turning, like you are saying. Sorry, you exactly mean
1: off that. <laughs> no, you're good. No, completely. Um, no, totally agree. And she's won my like, ten straight. I don't think she's lost since, like, 2014. Something yeah, ridiculous. I, I mean, it's insane. Um, <laughs> this one, in my opinion, just because of the odds, it's not, even, it's not even worth betting on at all.
0: Not a chance. <laughs> I mean, if you <laughs> want to sprinkle a little on Megan because she's lengthy, and right. maybe, maybe, I have yet to see a I, fighter not get back down, not by Amanda. Like, you've had hard motherfuckers going into that cage, and the second that bell rings, they're backing up, and Amanda is charging like a fucking lion that she is. Uh, maybe Megan, with her big frame, because she's big. She's a big 145-er. She's a natural 145-er. She's lengthy. She can generate some power. She, if you get her to the ground, like you said, she's tough because she's got that length that she might be able to kind of squirm out of some things. I just... I'm not touching with a 10-foot pole from a betting perspective. I I don't—I can't—like, if I wanted to make the argument, that would be my argument. Like, if you're trying to justify maybe putting a little money on Megan, you go, she's really lengthy, she's a big 145-er, she could generate a lot of power. She does have decent takedown defense. But then it's Amanda Nunes, and it's like nobody's been able to stay with her. Nobody's nobody's been able to walk her down. Like no, I've never watched a fight where Amanda was scared or like backing up, and you had her against the cage. Like she's always tracking motherfuckers down. It's insane. Yeah,
1: she's she's like she's like a bloodhound in the in the fucking octagon. Yeah, (laughs) it's fucking wild. Yeah, she is incredible. I, I I I. it's the easiest lock of the weekend, in my opinion. But it's such a lock that it's not even worth betting on because no. you got to bet $1,000. <laughs> exactly.
0: Like, the odds are so... There's a reason it's... People, when you see that, there's a very... Bookmakers aren't just fucking out here for shits and giggles. Like, there's a reason that they have it that way, and it's for that exact reason. Um, yeah. The fight that I am probably the most excited about, which is weird because it's the bantamweight. Later, guys. You don't see a lot of energy, but these two. Peter Yan. Peter Yan aljamain sterling i am so fucking excited for this fight this fight is going to be
1: unreal <laughs> yeah this fight is going to be crazy because first of all they're both super active especially sterling i mean he is like an energizer buddy he does not stop moving his head is always moving um he throws like he just throws kick after kick after kick after kick <laughs> it's really bizarre and then when you take someone to the ground Like, he just twists up like a pretzel and just, like, I mean, like, it's like he grabs someone's leg, he grabs someone's foot that's literally, like, on the other side of, like, his body. I mean, he just, the way he twists up is crazy. And then, I mean, Jan, just the way he pressures people, um, the way he strikes, and the way he always keeps his head moving. I mean, it's huge. Um, What's weird is, I mean, Sterling is going to try to take this to the ground, I think I would assume, that, would yeah. be, that would be the <laughs> best that'd be the best idea um yeah. they're both super active both like very high energy but they both have very different styles of fighting so I think it's gonna be really good
0: it's fantastic like, you're getting two completely different styles like Sterling's got the wrestling background who he's like Mr. Elastic on the ground you're exactly right like the way oh, he yeah. contorts his body is you're just like what in god's name is this dude doing out there um the odds are exactly even they're both one or minus one ten and then Peter Yan, you you hit it around the head like he comes from a back a boxing background. His head movement's fantastic. He's insane within the clinch and within guard. The dude, both of them are so at, they are the energizer bunnies from hell. Like they just do not stop moving. They're high volume, high explosion. I would assume Sterling's going to take him to the ground. And this is where people, I have yet to watch like every fight I've watched with Peter Yan, I've always been like my jaw is just dropping to the ground like. This dude is so fucking insanely good. But I could say the same thing with Sterling. Like, his worst fight was still a hell of a fucking good fight. Like, he is... He's a monster. The Peter Yan concern would be if he goes to the ground, which I get. It's not his background. But the dude's from Serbia. He's a tough motherfucker. And the guys he trains with are some of the best in the world at wrestling. Like, you got it. Like, the region is insane. And this is a guy who traveled the world because he knew, like... I don't necessarily think Peter Yan's probably a great guy knowing some of his backgrounds and some of the things he said, but he's super smart because he knew his background was boxing, and he knew he needed to get better. So he traveled to Thailand to learn more Thai. He traveled to Brazil to train with Aldo in his camp for a little bit and then beat Aldo later in life. He got a lot of good wrestling background in Serbia and in Russia because they turn out wrestlers like, I don't know. I I don't have a good analogy for that, but it's... Let's talk about that in the next fight. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um... So it's like, it's definitely like, I'm not saying Sterling doesn't have the advantage there, but I think, I think some, I've heard some just sort of kind of throw Yan like he's not going to be able to survive down there. And I don't know, man. I think he's going to do okay. This is a hard one for me to pick because I just, this is going to be an explosive fight. I'm going Peter, I think, is where I'd probably lay my pick because he's just so good.
1: Up top. I was hoping we'd differ, but I'm, I'm with you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the one thing I'll say about Sterling, if it stays to the, to the ground, there's a reason he's. I think his nickname is like the Funk Master or something. I can't remember his exact name. It's Funky. It's because he blend, like he is the perfect mixed martial arts. He's a blender. He blends everything up so well and just is so creative that you have no idea what he's gonna throw when he's on his feet. He might throw a kick countered by a fucking left hook that you just from the sky that you didn't see coming because you're worried about the fucking kick that is literally at your eye. Um. He's insane. It's insane.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, unfortunately, I, I really did want to pick. I, I was hoping we differ on our pick here, but I, I'm with you. I, I just think the striking, and just I think he's just a little more balanced. Um, I, I just gotta go with him. Yeah, and like Sterling said, one. I think he's
0: finished one fight at knockout. The rest are submissions. So I would assume, you know, this is going to go to the ground, but. Yan's gonna try to keep it at the feet. And I'm telling you, folks, if you're new to the UFC and you're maybe buying your first card, or this is one you haven't seen either one of these dudes fight, this is make sure you you went to the pisser ahead of time, you got your beer in your hand, or whatever drink you're using as a nice beverage, and you're sitting down for it because you do not want to leave the couch as soon as these two guys come onto the mat. For sure. All right, the light bat white, which we, we kind of talked to there. I'm not even gonna attempt to say his last name because I always fuck it up, but Islam versus Drew Dauber. Lightweight bout, 14 versus 15. This fight is very appealing. And one that I don't think a lot of people, they don't have a lot of history with either one of these fighters. So for a lot of you people out there that are watching this fight, these are two fighters to just kind of store back in your brain for the future. Because the future is bright, I think, for both. But
1: one maybe more so than the other. I'll let you
0: kind of take it from there.
1: Yeah. I mean, Islam is just, I mean, he is unbelievable. I'll make the joke that anyone's already made. I mean, he's Khabib in disguise. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> he is. Um, he was even trained by his dad, you know, before his dad tragically, uh, Khabib's dad, before, K- you know, he tragically lost his life. Um, uh, in my opinion, you know, I, I'll be honest, you're a bit more well-versed in the UFC than I am, but after the Nunes fight, this is, like, the next biggest lock, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, is yeah. is law. I, I, I just I don't see how he loses this one. It might go the distance, or he might submit him. but I, I just don't see how it goes any other way. I mean, Drew's got to keep it to the feet. He has to
0: keep it to the feet to have a shot, because that's where he reigns. He's, he's, he's another guy who has high explosion. His hands, when he throws those freely, is deadly, but you hit it right on the head. I mean, when Khabib is talking about who ha- is like... Out of all the guys he talks about, Islam's probably on the highest on his chart. He says he's going to be the champion. He has so much respect. When most guys in the roster are afraid to fight you, when most guys within your camp are afraid to get on the ground with you and grapple with you, that speaks volumes. Like there's always been the, kind of that rumors within the UFC. The reason it's hard to get a fight for Islam is because people are afraid to fight him. Like he's just a monster. And when Khabib, arguably the most dominant fighter, in the history of the world, I mean, there's definitely arguments for who the best is, but as far as dominant, like as soon as he grabbed a hold of you, you were done. Is saying this guy's sort of the same, like maybe not as good as me, but like 1A, 1B. Once he gets a hold of you, it's a fucking lock. That speaks volumes. I don't know how you bet or pick against that. Here's the argument I will bring for Drew's side of it Drew is a f- great striker, has high, high, high power levels. Um, uh, he's very good at finding the angle and landing one right on your chin in the sweet spot. Islam's chin is going to be tested here. I don't know if I can say he has the strongest chin. So I got to imagine he's going to want to take it to the ground. But if he doesn't, Drew closing the distance, because he'll have to close the distance a little, and being up close against the cage is where Drew can win this fight. So if you wanted to bet Drew, I would bet him by a knockout because there ain't no way he's winning this fight by decision in my opinion. No way. And there's no way. No, no way if this goes to the ground, he's winning. So if you want to if you don't want to bet the favorite, if you want to be kind of like, "Oh, I'm going to do something different than everybody else," just bet Drew to knock him out because if you're doing anything else, you're wasting your time because it's just like there's I see no way he wins any other way and it's got to be a quick knockout. If this goes multiple uh, into the second round, there's no way Drew's making it out of this alive
1: in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. And even though this might be kind of in some folks' eyes, like kind of boring, I will, when it comes to mixed martial arts, I will take the world class wrestler over the world class striker every day of the week. 100%. Um, I mean, yeah, you look at Khabib, you look at GSP, uh, those guys, I, they just, they're, they win, but they win with their wrestling. One of um,
0: your favorite back in the day, Dan Henderson, like, oh yeah, just oh my god, no one, dared take to, no one
1: dared taking the no one dared taking out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: like, yeah, it, yeah. it's true. When yeah, yeah. when you're building a fighter, that's where you want. Like, if you could build the perfect fighter, I don't know anybody who's going elite striking first. No, they're going elite okay. wrestling. Like, that's that's
1: where you're going. Um, right, elite striking it, it might be more fun. It oh is, hell, yeah. in my opinion. But I'll take the world-class wrestler. That's why Conor's one of the highest-paid
0: fighters yes. ever. It's because it's exactly. fucking electric. Yes, but it's not what you want. That's not what you're. If you're building a perfect fighter, but that does it makes it hard betting, and that's why the UFC. It's just like I don't, I don't bet it as much. I don't pick it as much because so many guys have puncher chances. And Drew is, Drew has the speed. There's no doubt about it. He is the faster guy in this match.
1: Yeah, and I mean, as you know, it. it, it like you said, betting in the UFC, it's kind of, i come with you. It's not always the most fun, but it's like, well, you're already $75 in on paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to lose 250 more? <laughs> like,
0: It's so true, but it is electric. When you hit a UFC bet, especially like an underdog, uh, yeah. that jolt of energy, whew, if we could bottle that, we'd be able to power the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> renewable energy source right there. Dana, figure out how to shout power out, it out. Shout out
1: Derek Lewis, by the way, on a, when you're talking about under, underdogs. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Dude, that crack hole. You texted me. I I was with you. I thought he was dead. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh I just saw a, a guy murdered last week. For those of you who don't know the Derek Lewis fight, I thought he murdered him. I, I really yeah.
1: did. I mean, he was like plus 400. <laughs> awesome.
0: Dude, I love him so much. Like, yeah, he's never going to win a belt, but God damn it, is he just the best. He's great. He's great. Um, all right. Santos versus uh Rak- here. Rack I can't pronounce his name. Um
1: I'd say Rackett.
0: Yeah, racket Light heavyweight bout. Santos is the underdog plus 138. Where are you here on this one?
1: Uh I mean we talked about it a little earlier. Uh, Santos I'd probably take him for the value. I mean, he's like the number 2 ranked light heavyweight, but he's he's getting up there in age. Um that always concerns me a little, but it's uh, you can fight UFC when you're older, like it makes martial arts in general like they kind of age different like everyone wants everyone wants GSP to come back and he you know he won after not fighting for like 40 years yep. so like I mean so I'll probably take Santos for the value but I'm not um, I'm not super confident really not.
0: I love Santos ever since that John, John Jones fight John- he endeared me for the rest of time um, which is probably not great <laughs> from a picking standpoint because I'm always just like fuck yeah he's on the card let's do it but. What he did in that, he proved he is the baddest motherfucker in the world. That man went five rounds with John Jones with literally no knee. He tore his MCL, ACL, meniscus, and whatever else is in your knee. And had a <laughs> fractured tibia. And injured his right knee in the fight as well. And still went five rounds. Still threw the kick against John Jones. Threw that leg. He had no knee. It was still throwing it as a viable kick. And like hiding it. And legitimately like had John Jones fight probably the most conservative fight I've ever seen him fight the man is a savage they were taking like quarts of blood out of his knee after that fight it was incredible what he did um let me just and make not sure that
1: a split decision i mean <laughs> yes
0: yeah, there was one <laughs> he tore his acl mcl pcl and meniscus in his left knee and injured his right knee also in that fight the dude's fucking
1: insane <laughs> he's a monster (laughs) he's out of his mind um the only thing i'm worried about is him losing to shara was kind of a bad look yep
0: yeah that's kind of where i'm at so i don't know he (laughs) says it was a in reason like i 100 kind of believe him like he had that fear and anxiety of like is my knee gonna hold up which is fair because he didn't have a knee in the last fight (laughs) um so and he had double knee surgery on both knees so fair but I, that's the thing. It's like it's the Gordon Hayward thing that first season he was back. It was like, man, I couldn't – the mental gap to just trust that knee, to take – eat a kick to that leg because right. Rackett's going to throw him. The dude loves to throw a kick. He's a lengthy dude. He likes – he comes from a kickboxing, boxing background. That's his game plan. I, I've i got him especially after the world saw what leg kicking did to Conor McGregor yeah. and John Jones when uh, Santos fought him destroy Jones's leg. Jones couldn't even get out of the stadium. He had to be wheelchaired out. Like it's it's the new thing in the UFC. I've got to imagine he goes after that leg. So I want to bet Santos and I love Santos. And I'm gonna be rooting my ass out for him. But that type of injury in this type of this type of game, it's just it's hard for me to go, let me put my money behind him, but god damn it do I want him to win? Because he is he does not care. He just goes full steam ahead. Like, I'm either going to die in this ring or you're going to die. One of us is getting knocked the fuck out, and I don't care. And he just looks to drop hammers. There's a reason there's a hammer tattooed on his chest. He
1: lives up to it, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it should be a fun one. Um, is it's, it's the first fight, too. This is the first fight in the card, which is when I saw this oh. as the first
0: fight, I was like, this is oh. the greatest card ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is an awesome card. Um, like you said, just... I know I don't want. I don't like being an ageist. I'm a little concerned about the age. Um, it's natural. Not. I mean, not that 37 is like super old for mixed martial arts. Because I mean, it really isn't. Um, but it's just all the things you mentioned, like you know, the concern, the you know, the worry, the anxiety, and all that. Plus the age, just it just really concerns me. I could see this just being a very frustrating fight for Santos, where it's like, yeah, he's losing, but he's not really even getting his ass kicked type thing um that's just one concern i have
0: yeah i'm with you i i, I agree with you and it's also tough because like you got to generate power from the legs up or try yeah. to at least i mean some guys are able to do it without you know a great base core or whatever but it's it's definitely like this fight the first fight he had back i didn't put much stock into because it was like he's coming back from a just reconstructed knee um this one will be interesting this will be the fight if he fights good here people then we got a guy back who can contend for the belt, who's just a fucking monster and beast, and is the only guy I've really seen, I'm not going to say scare John Jones, because I don't think he was scared, but definitely earned his respect, and was like, oh, this 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 dude's coming to fucking fight, and, and played it a little bit more conservative, like, he didn't bring him to the ground, which still to this day is shocking me, I don't know why he didn't shoot him, but he just had respect for the way he was throwing those legs and punches, so... It will be interesting. I cannot wait. I've got a little UFC stiffy for this this card, and the card in March too. I mean, is just it's coming together. I don't think they've announced all the fights uh, on March 27th, but for UFC fans, this whole fight card or this whole month is just it's awesome. I mean, you got uh, Stipe and Aganu top builds on uh, March 27th. And Gato is
1: all you need to say. <laughs> Dude,
0: and I heard Mike Tyson te- is helping him with his striking. I was like, we're trying to kill motherfuckers now, I guess. Does that's, need that? Yeah, like, that's <laughs> what we're trying to do. Like, we're trying to kill people. Ah, uh, that's what it was. Um, you got Sean O'Malley on that card. You've got Alexandra Volskis versus Brian Ortega for the featherweight title. That's a great one. And Tyron Woodley's on there, which I'll be interested. In. I think Tyron Woodley's lost his edge and just game set match on his career but we'll nah. see <laughs> it happens shit happens um that'll do it for the ufc switching gears unless you had another thought on the ufc before we, we close this out Nah. nah. oh it's uh, my last thought it's another fucking just salute to american top gym this weekend because they've got yen trained with them nunez obviously trains with them and i think they had one other fighter in this card so once again america's top gym is going to be just fucking all over the place um yeah. as, like just the greatest gym of all time apparently <laughs> <laughs> they've just they're i mean their roster's insane the amount of fighters they have in that fucking gym is just fucking it's stupid um, yeah. all right I'm dropping a lot of curse words today i don't know something about the UFC is just bringing it out sorry to yeah fighting. sorry to my younger our younger fans out there but there's a reason this is explicit <laughs> J.J. Watt, that's where I was going to wrap up this show. My brain's all over the place. J.J. Watt signs with the Cardinals. I got to tell you, I'm not the only one I know that, but I did not see the Cardinals at all. Oh, those dudes, I if you were to be like, I don't even think they were in my top 10 landing spots for J.J. Didn't see no. it coming.
1: <laughs> nah, no, it didn't really cross my mind. Uh, I mean, I know DeAndre Hopkins was trying to, you know, inspire him to come. and They played together, but I don't, I don't take that into much consideration. Honestly, I don't think players really care. I mean, he can see Deandre Hopkins whenever he wants, um, but yeah, I didn't have them as the top of my list or really even on my list at all, but I, I don't hate it. I have no, I, you know, I, there's a lot of people out there that are like talking like the Cardinals aren't contenders. They, I mean, they kind of are. I mean, they have a third year quarterback who will, in my opinion, continue to get better. Um, but Kingsbury, I'm not sold on him yet. That's my big um, concern. Yeah, I'm not sold on him yet. I'm not saying you know he turns the Cardinals like into instant contenders, but I mean, in my opinion, they are a team capable of making the
0: playoffs. Yeah. I would say that it's it's a tough division he's in,
1: obviously. Oh yeah, the toughest.
0: I was surprised. I was surprised when I heard it wasn't the most money, apparently. Apparently the Browns and Colts offered him more money. And I was surprised, like I get it sort of on some levels. The Colts, I get. I wouldn't take a risk there because you have no idea what you're going to get with Wentz. I mean, if Wentz is seventy percent of what he was in what was that year he was with Frank Wright, uh, 2017.
1: Seventeen. Yeah.
0: Like yeah. if you get seventy percent of that, like that's a good football team. But I don't know if they're going to get seventy percent of that Wentz. I have no. I have no idea what Wentz is going to look like this year. So I, I get not risking that. The Browns, the Browns. I thought I thought was going to be the team or. Pittsburgh potentially. I know they're not really a Super Bowl contender because they have no idea what's going on with their quarterback situation. Playing with, the- I thought the Browns, Miles Garrett on the other side, a team that seems to embody like a city that seems to embody what JJ Watt's about. Yeah, felt and if they offered him the most money, that is where I thought he was going to end up. Or Chicago because his wife plays um, in Chicago. But they're also a team. They're a quarterback and an offensive line away from a fucking Super Bowl. So they're not exactly, they're not an instant contender. But yeah, I was a little, I was shocked by it. I don't know how it's going to play out. I didn't love the fact that he
1: took the retired jersey either. Like that, just, dude, just fucking pick another number. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you. Some people are really weird about their numbers. The whole Michael Pittman thing in Indianapolis where he wouldn't give Wentz's number. And that's fine. I mean, you don't have to give him your number, but it's just how public he went with it and everything. Yeah. It was. Really weird to me. Everyone's really weird about their numbers. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, Cleveland would be really good, but um, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that JJ is, but I remember Peyton Manning was always really weird about playing Eli. Maybe he doesn't want to play his brothers twice a year. Um, That's a good point. I don't yeah. really know why he'd care, but that's potentially why. Yeah. Um, or the Bills for
0: that. I don't think they offered him as much money, but the Bills would have been a solid choice. I feel like the Bills, bills would have
1: been would be a very, very solid place. choice. Um, I know a lot of people like bring up weather, but I mean, he's from Wisconsin. I mean,
0: yeah. Did you just <laughs> take pictures right now of him sitting in the fucking frozen lake? Like Before we hopped on to do this, him and his brothers are cutting squares out of the lake and jumping in and just cooling down that way.
1: Like This dude doesn't, yeah, he care. Has, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the weather. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a dumb take. Um, I would have loved him on the Bills. Like I think you and I we we both kind of had this weird affinity for the Bills. Yes, <laughs> we really like Bills. I, love I don't him. know why, but we love the Bills. <laughs> so I would have liked him on the Bills. Um, but yeah, the Cardinals. It was just surprising. But like I said, I, I don't know. I don't think at this point in his career. I mean, I still think he can make have like, have a big impact on the game. But I don't think he turns them into. Super Bowl contenders, probably thing. No, um, I mean, he but, does have a Jones brother on the other team. side, yeah, that that helps. Um, uh, yeah. people like to like when I saw the pictures of you know Hopkins, Murray, and uh Watt, I was like, Are we forgetting about Shayman Jones, like the mm. best pass rusher in the NFL? Okay, <laughs> yep, <laughs> weird
0: how we're like, I love that too. How people are like, Well, why wouldn't he go play with Miles Garrett? and I get it, Miles Garrett's a freak, but it's like you do know who's the other end on the Cardinals, right? Like, I know they're kind of forgotten about down there in Arizona, but, like, they are. pretty big stud.
1: Really, he's really forgotten about. I mean, a lot of times he gets hurt. Um, but he's, a, he's a beast. Yep.
0: <laughs> Which I get because, like, Levante David's in that same boat down in Tampa who's just been a monster, and people forget about him. Like, not the same, like, player, obviously, but, like, similar situations. Like, there are teams where guys are just fucking studs and just get oh, yeah. forget about by the media because – God, I'd love to steal
1: him from you guys this year.
0: Levante David?
1: Oh, oh I hope we sign uh, him. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> he
0: seems to be pretty high in the priority list. I would like to keep yeah. him because apparently Devin White is like, there's there's talks on the, and you know, you got to take the boards and the fucking chatter with oh, a of yeah. assault. But there are it's talks good. about how White is very much bonded to him. And if we lose oh. David, we may lose him when his contract is up, his rookie deal, oh. which I think is a little weird. And I don't know how exactly you know that. That's a whole that's a horrifying thing to think about. Yeah, but if that is true, even if there's a, a fraction of a chance that's true, pay Levante David whatever he wants. I do not care. Give him give him a percentage of the team. I don't give a fuck. Like I cannot lose White. I can't do it. Keep Devin White. Yeah. <laughs> we are keeping that man at all costs. I do not care. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. The NFL offseason is going to be phenomenal. Russell's all over the place wow. now. The quarterback scene is crazy. Russell, by the way, he's a low-key nightmare huh I think he's a low-key nightmare (laughs) yeah (laughs) like it's very much coming out which maybe that Super Bowl broken where they threw a slant instead of giving it to Marshawn but like the dude is there's a lot coming out about Russell
1: I I mean I would get how that
0: might break him but he threw the fucking pass (laughs) (laughs) call not here's the other thing I get it you gotta respect your coach but when something dumb like that is, why are we never like, why didn't you call an audible? You're the quarterback on the field. Just say you saw a different coverage. Like when you got there, you called the audible because you Make saw a different coverage. Make it up. <laughs> yeah. Like what? You're not some you're not some 32 ranked quarterback in the NFL. Like you are an established quarterback. I don't yeah. understand why this happens. Like we never I don't feel like we ever talk about quarterbacks like, yeah, your coach called a dumbass
1: play. Fucking audible out of it. Yeah, do something. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I agree. It should be an awesome offseason. Uh, unfortunately, the franchise tag seems to really ruin a lot of free agency. Yeah. so annoying. Um, I think Chris the, Godwin's um, going to get it. Oh, I think he is too. Um, the wide receiver class, though, this free agency. It's great for Washington football team because, God, do we need help. Uh, the wide receiver class is unreal. Yeah, y'all can make some noise.
0: In a division that needs to have some noise made in it because, man, is it right for the picking if you can just get some some offense going there as well.
1: Just a little bit of offense, and and that division is so easily ours. I I mean, not that we're going to be any good, but a little bit of offense, and that division, I wrap it up. That's ours. (laughs) Place the future bet
0: today if we can just get a little offense. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I can't wait. We'll see how it goes. That's all I got today. You got anything else before we wrap this up? No. All right. Oh, actually, I do have something because in the vein of UFC, I just finished it. Have you seen the show Warriors? I'm giving a little culture thing here it was on cinemax it's on hbo max now Mm -hmm. it's phenomenal it might be one of the greatest i'm not gonna say it's one of the greatest shows ever that's a that's a (laughs) that's nate getting excited that's him getting a little too giddy but it's phenomenal like it is it was on cinemax it's on hbo max now because um because of their merger or whatever but it seems like it should have been on hbo the whole time it's based off bruce lee's writings about the tong wars his daughter helped produce it it is michael bisbing's in the second season It's fantastic. Like, I initially got a little scared because there's like I'm not a big subtitle guy. And there are some of that in that, but then they kind of like rotate the camera and it goes back to English. Look at me, the American just bitching about subtitles. Um, but it's it's phenomenal. It's I love that show. I cannot get enough of it. I binged it all in like a week. Um it just had the second season because
1: there's not much coming out these days.
0: Dude, it is. It's awesome. Every fight scene's a little different. It's based in like It's not like a true story, but it's based in like true historical events. Bruce Lee's writings, type of thing. It is, it's phenomenal. It's, if you haven't watched it, Warriors is the show. I'm telling you right now, if you're looking for a show, and everybody should binge it because HBO just cut all the Cinemac programming and is going to go through them one by one and decide if they want to re up it. So if people watch, maybe we'll get re up. But man, first two seasons were fire. (laughs) All right, I'll check it out. All right, that's all I got. That's going to end the show. As always, peace. Thank you